Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If dancing gets into their heart, they'll listen to my lecture on how to get a new job. You know, if silliness makes them laugh, they'll believe me when I get when I give them straight talk. I'm going to ask you to dance. Joe, I'm going to ask you to dance on my TikTok. I bet you could wiggle. I bet you could wiggle that tushy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Connolly. The problem with saying that somebody needs no introduction is that it leaves you with nothing to say. So I will just say it is my pleasure to introduce you to Barbara Corcoran. Thank you, Joe. What a great introduction. Just how I like it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Barbara, then right to the point. What should business owners be doing right now that the economy is opening back up? Okay, first off, to get the best advice you're ever going to hear for the next year, you're going to go on 888barber.com and register for free for a webinar series. It's called Business Unusual Webinar Series presented by AT&T Business. And why is that my best advice? Because on that webinar, I answer every question that any entrepreneur could possibly ask about how to do their business differently and better. And so if you have anything on your mind, I've heard it before, I've answered it before, and you could tune right in and get all that great information. And other than that, you should be listening to Joe's radio show. <laughs> Who's more lovable than Joe Connolly? Who? No one. Everybody loves Joe. And that's why I'm so happy to be here with you, Joe. How'd I do? That's great. We've known each okay. other for a long time. And uh, you just years. keep getting better and better. But I, the reason I ask that is I remember er, very early in the pandemic, we asked you, I asked you, what should business owners be doing right now? And you said mm. they should make three columns on a piece of paper. Client yes. name, how you found them, and how you would replace them if you lose them. And yes. that was just such Thank a great example of that, especially number two, where did they come from, right? Because that may mm. continue to be where new replacements come from, right? Absolutely. You know, it's amazing to me. Whenever I buy a business on Shark Tank, I usually meet with them about two months after that, after we've signed the deal. And what, a, what is amazing to me is six months after that, when they come back, what they're working on, I wouldn't even recognize the business. They're all over the place. And so I have to get them between the ears, squeeze their head in, get their ego back intact and say, sit down, make a list of where all your businesses come from. And believe it or not, 
almost 80%, sometimes 90% of the business is coming from the same source. Oh. And they don't know it. They're spending all their time on 80% of other stuff that's not, not a, amounting to anything. So yeah, you can never lose sight of where your business is coming from because it also enables you to reach out for new business, which is actually what this seminar topic today is, how to get more customers, keep them happy, make them fall in love and keep coming back. And so, uh, yeah, you it, that exercise, Joe, thank you for reminding me of it. It always works, always works. So now should business owners, the top priority should be turning profitable again or finding new customers or just what? What would be number one? Number one is learn to compete for workers, all right? Uh, there are, are probably a dozen businesses that I work with day in and day out uh, that have uh, the customers back. They have the infrastructure in place. They have the right entrepreneurs running it, making the right judgments, the right management team, but they can't produce because they don't have any hourly workers. And that's a problem. And it's a problem that's not going to go away for a couple of reasons. One, the government is paying hourly workers to stay at home more than they could make when they come to work and work. And that's not going to change until after the summer. Okay. And secondly, and a lot of it is needed, frankly, it's not like I'm criticizing that because half these workers are moms that had to go home and who are going to take care of the kids when they're home from school. It just wasn't going to happen. It was really needed at the time, but it's less needed now. And the other reason is because the workers are in charge now. Uh, uh, employers all over the place, small businesses, big businesses are offering help with tuition for part-time workers. I never heard of that. They're offering $250 sign-up bonuses for a worker who promises to stay four months. Four months. I never heard of that. And they're the ones that are treating their workers like kings and queens that they deserve to be treated at are retaining their workforce. And those who aren't can't do business because they cut off at the past because they don't have the workers to support it. So Number maybe one problem then, right now. So maybe then to find new customers, you have to be able to serve them. So you're going to mm. have to pay more, but that'll also mm -hmm. mean that your profit margin from these new businesses might not be there. A small Talk about spinning your well, wheel. You know what? Uh, first of all, you have to remember most businesses that coming that are coming out of the pandemic are in debt. They can't squeeze their profit margins. So what is actually happening instead is they pass along that additional cost to the consumer. I went to my local restaurant the other night and a funny thing happened. It's my favorite little Italian restaurant. When I was there, it took almost an hour to get the food. I was getting annoyed. And then I remembered, oh, they don't have enough people in the kitchen. Okay. And when the guy forgot this or that, I jumped up and helped him deliver the stuff to the table. I wanted to eat before it got cold because there weren't enough waiters. Okay. But when I got my bill after helping out, the bill, to my recollection, I wish I had copied the menu a year ago, but it felt like it was about 30% more expensive. Same restaurant, same food, same menu. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel good. But that's the new norm. That's exactly what's going to happen right now. Across all business, uh, people can't afford to squeeze their margins anymore. They've been squeezed to death through the pandemic. What's going to happen is consumer goods, consumer services are going to get more expensive. For those who don't know, that's also classic Barbara. Barbara started as a waitress mm -hmm. in a diner in New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> a good one. The, the best waitress that restaurant the other night probably ever had. Neil. I don't know about that, but I was a good one. <laughs> Barbara, when Joe and I spoke with you in June, you also said mm -hmm. that, you know, you had no doubt the city would recover. So number one, are you still bullish on New York? And number two, mm. what industries will propel us forward? Of course, I'm bullish on New York uh, out of old habit. Okay. I've seen 
New York jumped down, uh, dropped down to its knees on many occasions. I've seen interest rates hit 18%. I've seen the stock market crash twice while I was building my business. I lived through 9-11 and watched everybody run from New York and say they'd never be back. I don't believe any of that stuff anymore. Okay, Right now, the common uh, rumor around is that everybody's left New York and they're living in their Hampton houses or they bought a place two hours north of the city. Well, one little problem happened. A lot of these companies are calling the workers back. Nobody thought that was going to happen. They thought people could work remotely 100% for as long as they want. But a lot of businesses can't have camaraderie. Uh, they can't have brainstorming as well online as they can in person. And they can't hire new people and train people online. How does that happen? Okay, So businesses are kicking back into gear. And so I don't believe this trend that everybody left the city and nobody's coming back is true. And while people were flighting, taking flight of our great city, um, all the kids that couldn't afford to be here before found that their rents were reduced by 30%. They came in and took their place. So funny enough that the city already recovered. In terms of business, I see it every day. I walk around my neighborhood. It used to be like one third of the storefronts were empty with no sign of life, no light. It was depressing to walk on a busy thoroughfare that felt like Death Valley. But over the last couple of weeks, I see constructions going on inside the storefronts and I see new signs out front. So we're gonna get a whole new breed of entrepreneurs that are starting businesses. The old guys won't be back because they, they couldn't take it. It was too long. Uh, but new kids are taking their place. And this is going around America, all over the place, not just New York, but New York, you know, takes, you know, it's a weird thing about New York. I'm in love with New York, so I have a biased view, but New York takes it really hard. They take a hard hit always beyond anyone else could, could phantom, but they always bounce back faster. So when I see people writing off New York as a place to work or a place to socialize or a place to live, I'm like, you don't know New York. I knew New York. They fall harder, but they bounce up like a ball faster than anybody else. So I'm not worried about New York. I'm just annoyed with myself that I didn't go out and take every cent that I own and buy as much real estate as I possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> because then I'd be so much richer, but I didn't have the energy this time. Let somebody else make that money. That's my attitude. Barbara, Boy, that's, the new, that's the new statement from Barbara. <laughs> you didn't want to buy more yeah, real yeah. estate, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did did How did your companies that you've invested in on Shark Tank do? Did some of them not make it through the pandemic? Uh, I divide them into three piles. A third are out of business. A third are, are out of business, not technically, uh, but in their mind, they're out of business. So they're never going to make it. And a third uh, have increased their business anywhere from 50% to tripling it in the pandemic. What explains that difference? It's been an interesting study. I sometimes wish I could be a Harvard teacher or even a Staten Island college teacher or wherever and do these studies. But what I have found as I always find, and I'm always looking to find something new, it had nothing to do with the business, where they were, what they were peddling, uh, when they got started, how much money they had or didn't have. It had all to do with the stamina of the individual. I am telling you, the businesses that expanded and that frankly almost exploded in growth uh, were the people that got so scared they didn't know how they'd get up the next morning. They were so scared that they were going to go out of business. They hit the floor running. They had everybody on their in their company collaborating on how they could reinvent their businesses, which they did. And they had everybody running for their life. They made the cutbacks, the hard cutbacks early and fast. And then they were running for their lives. And those businesses got the reward of working so hard, whereas the people who decided to wait it out and wait just a little while until things got normal again, 
things never are going to get normal again. Everything's been changing, you know, and so there's a whole new need for uh, a, a whole new knowledge base that people didn't have to know before at all. Okay. And that brings us to our seminar again, why it's so good. <laughs> Did I understand you to say that a lot of the older businesses will not be back? Absolutely. You're talking about among my Shark Tank businesses who are all under 12 years city, old, various in ages city. in the city. Oh, no, they won't be back. Not at all. You know why? Because I'm a nosy hole. I go around the streets. And when I see the guy who used to own that middle block, a great coffee shop, and he hasn't had his lights on, I see him. I go, hey, hey, wait a minute. I talk to him. What's happening? He goes, I had to fold the shop. I owe the guy rent. Well, you could negotiate with the landlord. I tell him. I start to give him tips. He goes, I don't have the spirit anymore. I don't have the spirit anymore. I'm just not going to do it. Their spirits were broken up by the pandemic. And if they weren't broken then, it's very tough right now when they're ready to rock and roll and open their doors and they have nobody to cook the uh, bagels with cream cheese. Right. So it's been a real challenge for business people. There should be hero awards where we could give out hero, giant hero badges to the best entrepreneurs in the country. And what would the one quality be to deserve the, the, uh, the, the big badge, the biggest badge of all, courage. Courage to keep getting back up against all odds when any kind of logic in the world would tell you to lay down and lay low. Uh, but the great entrepreneurs never do. They just keep getting back up. Bang, bang, bang. They get back up, you know. And those are the ones in my Shark Tank portfolio that made it to the finish line and are still growing. And you'd swear there wasn't even a pandemic. How did that happen? It's the individual every time. One more before I get back to Neil. You talk about yeah. courage and getting up. Do you believe, Barbara, mm -hmm. that entrepreneurs are born or that they are taught? A little bit of both. I'm not trying yeah. to cop out. I think, uh, I think, let's say a kid, you know, I, I'm one of 10 kids that I can tell you every one of my siblings were vastly different. Same parents, same upbringing, vastly different. Our memories of the same events don't have anything to do with each other. Okay, how does that happen? Uh, I think when an individual is born, they're slanted toward a certain way. If someone's an introvert when they're born and never say a word and talk late and shy against people, it's very hard to teach them to be a salesman and entrepreneur. And every entrepreneur has to be a salesman, okay? But if someone is really outgoing, it's hard to teach them to be a librarian too, you know? So you have to take into account the natural instinct of the individual, how they were born. However, that being said, what are the traits that you need or the talents or the habits you need to be a great entrepreneur, you need to uh, learn how to try. And that's taught by the parents. I mean, if there's, I don't, I have great kids and I did the best I could. And I hope that they're, they're as great as I envisioned them to be. Uh, but if there is one thing that my mother did with me all the time, and I do with my kids, one thing I got right is, boy, I insisted they try. You don't have to succeed. I don't care if you get an F, you're going and trying. You don't have to get the award you're going to apply for. You don't have to do this, but you're going to try. Because what I was able to instill in my kids is the habit of trying really hard. And that, you might say, is instinctive. It is not. It's a taught trade, okay, taught by the parents, taught by life. And people who keep trying naturally get in the habit of wanting to get back up. It's like they get hit down and it feels normal to them to get back up and try again. And yet, as parents, we very often shelter our kids against all that. You know, we create new bottoms for them. We give them all the help they need. We just don't want to see them fail or have a liability or a disadvantage over the next kid. Uh, and that's why I think it's so much easier to raise poor kids than rich kids, uh, because you don't have the ability to uh, to make their life easy. 
you know, you don't learn a thing from getting an early life easy. That's for sure. Wow. Neil? Yeah, work ethic is so important. Um, I want to ask you about digital, Barbara, and resiliency yeah. when it comes to that, because okay. everyone talks about digital e-commerce, direct-to-consumer, video mm. content. Give me an example of a traditional company that is actually thriving digitally now and maybe has a good long-term outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example because I think there's something to be learned to it. A very small, one of my smaller companies, she's not so small anymore because she has about $3 million in sales a year which I think once you break that million, you're not really so small anymore. Uh, But the company I'm thinking of is uh, Daisy Cakes, uh, run by Daisy and her mother, Geraldine. They have two bakeries and they churn out the best doggone uh, homemade cakes you could imagine, okay? When the pandemic hit, uh, Daisy was very upset and as was her mother because her secret sauce was enormously uh, charismatic personality. She talked to her customers by phone and through a sheer charm, they'd order a second cake or a third cake, okay? She relied on her personality and charm to sell people all the time. And that was the secret sauce to her business. When the pandemic hit, uh, it was a problem. She had a problem. First, she had problems with workers. Uh, Secondly, she had a problem because people weren't calling anymore. Uh, People weren't reaching out online and her business was dropping off. So what do you think she did? She reached out to every single person she sold a cake to and told them she was sending them free cakes, was going to create a new cake a month because she said to me, I know these people are going to be stuck at home. They're going to eat more cake. They're going to get fat. And I want to be there with the newest cake. And then she went online and started selling the cakes through Gold Belly. And in one month alone, she took her sales production from, say, whatever they were, 50 cakes, I'm making up the numbers, I can't recall, but 50 cakes a month, but she tripled it to 150 cakes just by going on one technology platform. What a wake up call. And she went on every other technology platform and then hired an outside company at a very inexpensive uh, rate called Clavio. And they started becoming her personality for her online. That's what they do for a living. And so everybody gets a slice of Daisy cakes along with their cakes all the time. Like Daisy's the girl next door again. And so, you know, people think that the online platform is a foreign language. It's really not. It's just the new lay of the land. Like, how do you dance on that platform like you used to dance in your shop? Joe and I have noticed that you've been dancing a lot on TikTok. <laughs> and, you know, so you've if embraced you call that. that. Dancing, I'll agree with you. Yeah. I'm not great <laughs> at dancing. That's for sure. <laughs> but, but I'm having try. fun. Yeah. You try. And it's funny because I'm not even on TikTok. And I guess I'm the, oh. the audience for it at 25. Um, is that for oh. branding for you or is that, uh, are you monetizing that in some way? You know, funny thing about anything you do promotion wise, it's like in the, even in the old days, you do a PR promotion, do something, uh, grandstand something. It's really hard to quantify if it translates to dollars and cents to the bottom line. It's a hard thing because it's not sales or advertising. It's somewhere in between the gray area. And that's what all social media is. I feel like it's almost like one gigantic for free uh, public relations vehicle that is accessible to anyone. So does Facebook or TikTok or um, uh, a stunt event of me bringing my phone booth down to uh, a park in New York City and reading tarot cards, all stunts, all ways to attract attention, uh, all ways to entertain people. Does it materialize in business? Okay. Uh, I truly believe it does. Each and every time you touch someone's funny bone, get their eyeball on you, 
uh, they're predisposed to liking you. And when people like you, they want to do business with you. So in my business, I'm in the business where I do, uh, you know, I, 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 I do commercials to endorse worthy companies. I do webinars for worthy companies. Um, I do things that I think are very, uh, are true quality uh, that delivers something truly to the people that I want to help, which are the entrepreneurs, of course. Uh, but how do you reach them? I just try everything. If dancing gets into their heart, they'll listen to my lecture on how to get a new job. You know, if silliness makes them laugh, they'll believe me when I get when I give them straight talk. And so, uh, you know, it just all blends, I guess. I just believe in the whole picture. And so, you know, I try everything. Besides which, it keeps you young. It keeps you trying new stuff and you have fun doing it, right? Yeah. I'm going to ask you to dance, Joe. I'm going to ask you to dance on my TikTok. I bet you could wiggle, I bet you could wiggle that tushy. <laughs> you danced on Ellen, I believe. Um, oh, yes, I will. I didn't dance with her, though. And I had practiced. Um, dancing with the stars. How, how quickly do you decide on Shark Tank whether you are going to offer an investment in a guest or not? Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure, but I usually decide if I'm out within, uh, I'd say, 30 seconds, and I'll tell you why. Because when that entrepreneur walks through the doors on Shark Tank and they stand in front of us, there's a good couple of minutes before they expect to stand till we set all the camera angles. There's a lot of equipment around them. And during that time, they get to say nothing. They can't pitch. They're eager to pitch. You know, their fingers on the trigger, and they're told to wait. But in that wait, I watch a show of confidence, right? And two things happen. Either they stand there and they sweat like everybody else. People aren't used to being on TV, on the national audience. Or they make eye contact and decide they're going to weather the storm. So I'm either out or in based on that test. The next test I do is the guys that don't make any eye contact to the women on Shark Tank. And that happens more than you think. They're making eye contact with the men and jumping over your chair to the next guy. Well, I'm out right away because I know right away they don't want a girl as a partner. It's just the way it is. I don't mind. But I just don't want to spend my time really trying to get that business and getting excited when I know they're not going to go there anyway. And then the last thing is when I start to hear them talk and describe what they're doing, it's not so much the dollars and cents I'm listening hard for. I'm trying to get a read on the personality and constantly asking myself, do I trust them? Do I trust them? They might say they're going to be a hit. Do I trust they really will? Or is this just chatter? And if I trust them, I always buy in. Basically, that's my litmus test. I trust them, I buy in. If I don't trust them, I don't care how good it sounds, what their numbers are, what their margins are. I'm already out to lunch. I, I just pass. And I think I'm right in passing because those are the businesses in early years I lost so much money on and had a lot of frustration because I really didn't make a difference to those people, which is really what you want to do as a shark is to make a difference in people's lives. Barbara, you get better and better all the time. And it has been a, such a pleasure to see you off of the Shark Tank set. Just ah, as a fellow New Yorker, like we've always known you and had the way we've always started. Welcome home to WCBS, Barbara Corcoran. Oh, Joe.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.